and welcome to July 6th. It's the first Monday of July, and can you believe it? It's the start of the second half of 2009. So how do you think you're doing, I wonder? And moreover, what would you say you're loving so far this year? Surely you're loving your family, your career, and your training. But what about sleep? Yeah, sleep. Proverbs 20 and 3 tells it like this. Do not love sleep or you will grow poor. Stay awake and you will have food to spare. And I think, well, that explains it. I'm really busy. I'm working. I'm working in a ride. I'm passing my wife in the hallway. We're putting the kids to bed. And man, I'm tired. And I can't wait to get some sleep. So what was Solomon saying when he says I shouldn't love sleep? And that conversation, friends, is just one of many really interesting roads we'll travel on this week's The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, Waking Up. I'm Bo Ellis. I'm coming to you from our Christ Across America studios in Tampa. And joining me now from the 1010 Wellness World Headquarters in Bradenton is your own chief wellness instigator, Chris Hughes. Chris, welcome back. Nice to catch you when you're not driving around. What's up? Hey, thanks for waking me up, Bo. Yeah, no kidding. So tell me about uh, waking up. <laughs> well, I got to ask you, what was the first thing that popped into your head when I suggested we do a topic uh, about sleep? Well, I love it because I love to sleep. And, and maybe everybody loves to sleep, don't they? I mean, don't we all really just relish that time when we're tired and we get to flop into the bed and just crash? Well, and we'll talk a little more about what Solomon was saying, but yeah. I, don't, I love sleep at about 5 a.m. when you're kind of half in and out, and you just love it. And you're just so happy thanking Jesus that you've got another day. Well, it's definitely a, a very important wellness topic because, you know, wellness or fitness is all about, you know, exercising our body, fueling it, but just as importantly, resting our body. Well, I'll tell you what kind of prompted this for me was... The other night, I'm, I'm working on a project. It's about 8 p.m. It's about midnight. It's about 2 a.m. It's about 6 o'clock in the morning when I finally get this project wrapped up. And I figure, well, I'm not going to bed. It's time to go to work. So I stayed up. And I really had a kick that, that day just kind of using my body as a study case for, uh, for lack of sleep. And I really enjoy uh, keeping tabs on on what my body's telling me uh, during times like that. So some questions popped into my head that day, and I want to maybe talk to you th- about them. For no- for one, I lost a lot of sleep, and I'm thinking, does my body really keep a scoreboard on that? And am I going to have to make up that time, or or does it just go away? And I remember you calling me that the morning after that, Bo, and you were so excited. And the prospect or the thought of doing something like that almost makes me, uh, you know, makes me want to fall asleep. It, because I seldom have that kind of that kind of go power like like you demonstrated. And it, it, for me, the next day would just be a total uh, disaster. So I think you're kind of a rare individual with a lot of energy that uh, that that evening demonstrated. Well, it's really nothing to be proud of that. And it's a good point on this show we're going to bring up is that uh, having a project that had to get done really was a distraction from what's really important, which is getting good rest. So I'm glad we can bring this topic to uh, our listeners here on the uh, this month's installment of the Word on Wellness. We thank you for that. Um, I want to go right now to this 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 long held uh, cliche. 
And I've said it on this show before. It's the muscle heads. They got the t-shirts, you know. Eat right, train hard, and sleep right. And it's this mantra. And it's pretty, um, you know, okay. I get that. But sleep is this really fuzzy, uh, mystical kind of thing because I don't think much about it. When I'm sleeping, hey, I'm asleep. I'm not thinking about sleep. I'm, you know, I wake up and away we go. So I think it's really cool. So in 15 minutes or less, I hope, Chris, you can help me look at this idea of proper sleep and maybe tell me what I need to know uh, from from a physic, physical, a physiological standpoint. Maybe there are some key, uh, maybe one or two bullet points that we can touch on that would be practical for folks. Well, you know, the, the, the reality of it is we definitely have to have sleep. And, and I think after you had your experience of being up all night, uh, I think you were a little bit giddy thinking that you might be able to cheat that somewhat. And maybe I'm putting words in your mouth or head, but uh, a lot of people, myself included, have thought about, well, gee, if I could just do this, if I could get by with six hours sleep, think how much more productive I'll be. And while it sounds good, it, 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 it doesn't really work for most people over the long term. And that long term might only be a, a week because we do accumulate sleep debt. And you might remember uh, a little article that was in Men's Health about the, the, I think it was called the Uberman sleep cycle. Do you recall that one, though? I'm thinking that's the goofball that forced himself to stay awake, but for uh, little bits of 10 minute here, 10 minutes there, and he kind of documented what a, uh, what a nutcase he turned himself into. Yeah, he was trying to kind of duplicate what, what, what Edison and, and maybe some of the other creative minds um, how they operated, and, and I don't know that these guys exactly did it the way this guy did it in his experiment, but in essence, he would stay awake for four hours, and then he would sleep for 20 minutes. He would continue that throughout a 24-hour cycle, so he was really only getting two hours of sleep a day. And while he did find himself able to stay awake, and, and he was able to watch more movies and do more, I guess you could say, low-priority, low-level type of activities, he found himself to become quite the zombie. So... Um, Bottom line is, though, we've got to get our sleep. The question then, you know, how much is enough? Um, you mentioned to me that John Boot, coach of the Bucks, can thrive or used to be able to get nothing but four hours of sleep at night, a night. Whereas uh, somebody like me, I'm, I'm kind of right around the seven and a half hour mark. Um, and I think if you average all people out there, most of us need to get seven to nine hours. To your point, it's a mystery. Why? Why do one? Why does one person need more than another? And for all the stuff that I've ever read, nobody really has an answer. All they can demonstrate is that if you don't get enough, your physical performance will suffer and your physical health will suffer if you keep it up for too long. And there's definitely been some correlation between lack of sleep and your body's ability uh, to produce certain hormones that cause fat to accumulate. So there's definitely some evidence of if you don't get enough sleep, it's going to uh, add up in fat pounds on your body. Well, and folks talk about that's when you grow muscle, that's when you burn body fat. Uh, there's all these uh, magic potions that are supposed to be taking place while you're uh, resting, especially in that that REM-type sleep, I, I guess. Um, I'm a very naive on it, but I appreciate that folks get a different, you know, a, a different sweet spot. I, I've never really thought about what mine is because, again, I don't think much about sleep. I go really hard, and I'm asleep before my head hits the pillow, so... It's just not something I've paid a lot of attention to, and I'm glad that we brought it to the forefront here. Talk to me a little bit now about some of the um, problems that folks might have when they're not getting enough good sleep. And my hope here is that folks might be able to 
uh, maybe diagnose some things that have been nagging at them uh, and maybe not giving sleep a, a hard enough look as, as a possible cause of that? Well, I, I, I can really only throw out two. One I just mentioned about if you don't get enough sleep, your body will have a tendency to uh, accumulate fat easier. The other one is just simply when you're tired, your immunity is compromised, and you're more likely to fall victim to viruses um, with a compromised immunity. You're going to get sick more often. And beyond that, in terms of uh, long-term fatigue and how that uh, how that translates into disease, I don't know that anybody has any real uh, evidence, clinical evidence of, of that, but it just kind of seems logical, doesn't it, that if we're not resting our body, just like if you don't rest any machine, it's going to break down. Well, the studies that are out there, uh, our buddy Dave Bollinger works in this um, uh, sleep apnea, sleep study kind of scene where um, you're blocking your airway, you're depriving your, your body of oxygen, your oxygen levels go uh, desperately low, and uh, like Reggie White and others, that can be um, fatal. So here you got folks who think they're sleeping through the night, but when they go to these sleep studies, they find out that they're waking themselves up. Uh, literally. Uh, your brain is waking yourself up uh, enough to open your airway. And this happens for some severe cases, uh, you know, every 30 seconds, every minute. Can you imagine you know, waking yourself up every minute and never really getting into that deep rim sleep? Those folks are fatigued. Uh, they're probably fuzzy, foggy, uh, don't understand why they can't concentrate. I can't imagine how their relationships could be uh, you know, healthy when uh, they, they feel like a, like a, a, a I'm, I'm reminded of the Robin Williams film, A Flubber, and they're just kind of bouncing all over the place. So, uh, sleep. And, and you know, another thing, Bo, that uh, we, we're talking kind of of the physiological effects or downsides of, of a lack of sleep, but just kind of on a more practical sense, it reminds me of a quote that uh, Vince Lombardi used to say, and that is, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And... From a ministry perspective, if we're not feeling 100%, if we don't have energy, if we're not jazzed because we didn't get enough rest and properly put our bodies down, then we're not going to be as effective in our ministry or our work or whatever we do, raising our kids. Uh, we're just not all there when we're not well rested. Hey, it's practical. And that's really the point of the Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes is, look, we're bringing topics to kind of an idea for you listeners. We want you to consider things that you might not have considered. Um, and to a second practical point here, uh, if you, or if you're like me, my sleep plan is completely react. I don't have a sleep plan. I just work and, and do what I'm doing. And, and when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Uh, I'll give you an example, Chris. The last two nights, I've been up till four o'clock in the morning, two nights straight and getting up at 7.30 uh, the next morning. And I mean, that ain't right. So it's almost like I feel like I'm letting a part uh, of my busyness now start to control me and start to take over and take things away from me that I shouldn't be given it. In fact, with proper sleep, I should be able to be more effective during primetime hours and in fact, uh, get those hours back. Some it's, it's really a multiplier. So my... Point number two, and I hope you'll speak to it now, is 
is being proactive about your sleeping plan just like you would be proactive about your training regimen and your nutrition and your relationships and everything that goes into being well. Well, the answer to that, Bo, is just simply just like you would have a, uh, a planned workout time that you have to stay faithful to. You got to do the same thing with your bedtime. I mean, any anybody that that tells you that, that uh, they have a, a regular sleep pattern generally goes to bed at the same time. Now, obviously, our life can't always be planned that perfectly, but I generally have a, a time every night where I'm trying to be, or um, I'm turning off all the stimulation and, and I'm reading and kind of getting myself mellow. And um, one thing. That you mentioned earlier is that you, you once you hit the pillow you're asleep well that's a real solid indication that you're not getting enough sleep though um i've read that it should take us a good 30 minutes or so before we fall asleep and i'll, I'll first admit that it never takes me that long but um have have the same bedtime every night if you can if you can help it and two Bo, a question um for, for us is how do we know when we've gotten enough sleep I have no idea. We wake up. Most of us tend to use an alarm clock in the morning. And I absolutely hate an alarm clock. And very rarely have to use one, only if I'm catching a plane or have an unusually early appointment. But um, we should be able to wake up in the morning without an alarm clock. And if you do have to get to work on time... uh, and you're finding that you have to use the alarm clock, that tells you that you didn't get to bed early enough. So you just need to get to bed earlier the next night and keep moving it back 15 minutes until you're able to wake up without the use of that dang buzzing box next to your bed. Well, again, it's such a mystery because for some of us, I'll go to whether I go to sleep at uh, 9.30, which is obviously uh, very rare, or, or midnight, I tend to wake up without an alarm clock at the same time regardless, which I find really odd. Um, I do use an alarm clock because it's uh, unlikely that I'm going to get up at 5.45 in the morning if I don't. So, again, our schedules and our busyness uh, inhibits our ability to be well. And we allow it to happen, and I think somehow we uh, we then complain about it like like we don't know why it's happening. And, and that, again, this show is all about choices, and we want to drive that home. Chris, thanks for that. It was really an aha moment there for me with the alarm clock. It's a great visual, something I think that, that I can think about after this show's done, and, and I hope you listeners will, too. It's funny, uh, the Bible is all over the place on sleep. So let me run with it, and I'll try to give you some interesting stuff. First off, in Genesis... God caused Adam and Abraham to sleep because God had a plan for them. For Adam, it was to take a rib, take a rib and make woman from him. And that's a study in itself. But for Abraham, it was to show him a prophecy that his descendants would be slaves in Egypt for a um, hundred years. Uh, I think about Saul. Uh, as, as David's on the run, God makes Saul fall into this deep sleep so that he could prove to David that God would protect him. I think about the book of Daniel. Uh, God gave Nebuchadnezzar these these wild dreams so that Daniel could interpret them. And God's plan, again, is perfect. Deuteronomy 24, uh, sleep is something not to be denied someone else. 
So we even have a stewardship role in not inhibiting somebody else's sleep. In Job 14 or John 11, sleep is a metaphor for death. Uh, And in Paul's letters as well, uh, I know in Thessalonians uh, that uh, the the soul will will fall asleep is um, greatly debated in terms of what happens to us uh, at this point of death. I won't go into that one. In Judges, Samson was asleep while Delilah's cutting off his hair. So God is is allowing sleep to be uh, even used for sin. Uh, In the Gospels, Jesus is sleeping through the storm until the disciples awoke him. And interestingly, uh, and conversely, in the garden, in Jesus's time of real anxiousness, he tells his disciples, stay awake and pray. And of course they couldn't. And that's an interesting point too. So I mean, what are we gonna make of all this? We go back to Solomon who says, do not love sleep. Well, the key to that for me is to understand the context. To Solomon, a love of sleep is laziness. Uh, In the same way Jesus told the rich young man, go and sell your stuff. He doesn't say to all of us, go sell your stuff. He says, go and sell what you love. And in that case, that homeboy loved his stuff. And Solomon here is talking about somebody who loves sleep because they're lazy. Or let's look at Jesus in the garden again. Prayer at that moment was more important than sleep. So we pray. Um, To Jesus in the storm. His sleep then was a testimony for the disciples of his sovereignty. And for those uh, many who have received visions, I think of Peter in Acts 10, or the truth proclaimed by the angel to uh, in Matthew 1 to Joseph about Mary those visions for me if they had been denying themselves of proper rest then they would have missed the vision so I think a good part of God's plan for us uh, in our lives here is to be available and getting good rest is a part of that so in a physiological sense we know our bodies absolutely need sleep we get that but spiritually and emotionally So much of our wellness is absolutely riding on how well we use exercise and good rest to defeat stress and to make our lives a more effective ministry for Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen to that for sure, Bo, because like I said, we can't be sleepy and uh, and sharing Christ at the same time. Well, I can wrap it up for you. You ready? Yeah. We have got to be on purpose about our lives and sleep is part of that. We have to make it a priority like like any other, and and we've kind of beat that. So here, I'm going to give it to you from Matthew 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That, Chris is a word from the Lord, the King of the universe, who says that real rest is in Him. So for me, it's not about sleep. It's about waking up. Jesus commanded Lazarus in John 11, wake up from the dead. Or we even sometimes will rag our friends and and to call them back to reality, we'll give them a little jab. Hey man, wake up. You know, snap out of it. So for me, it's about transformation. It's about waking up. A new creature in Christ this morning. I'm brand new in him because of the blood. And I'm giving him, I'm on my knees and I'm giving him thanks that I've got a knowledge of the truth. 
And I'm accepting that responsibility willingly that I will be a a vessel to go and share the truth with others, that Jesus Christ is life and that in him we can rest. And when we do, we can wake up and we can know what an abundant life is. Uh, Chris, 1010 Wellness is about an abundant life and leading others into lifestyles and activities they can get excited about. So while you're praying for us, I hope folks would think about visiting 1010wellness.com. And um, I hope you can share with us a little bit the way your heart has been touched uh, by what we've talked about today. Well, Bo, thank you for the, the plug to the site. And I would also throw in there at the blog, the 1010 Talk blog, if you go to the category called Physical Health. I've got a little piece there called Just Go to Sleep, and I hope I didn't contradict myself too much today uh, with regard to that, but I do have some some tips in there or just some uh, guidance on what's worked for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert. All I can do is kind of witness my fitness, I like to say, is of what's worked for me. But um, I appreciate you kind of uh, sharing how real rest only comes from, from Christ and and the peace that he gives, and I just love that word peace because when we're rested um, and comfortable in uh, in our relationship with God, then we can feel his peace, and that's ultimately what we not want and need to live a lifestyle of abundance. So um, let me close this. Uh, so, uh, thank you, Father, that that you give us the opportunity daily to just unplug and rest and and. Uh, recharge and restore and grow um, our bodies, those um, temples that you've provided us to to get us through this life. And um, I'm grateful that, um, um, that we have your son, Jesus, who invites us to um, just to live completely and wholly and abundantly and to live it in accordance um, with, um, with just the the love that you have for us and uh, or just help us to get deliberate about resting our body and going to sleep and um, just becoming um, a better witness as a result and um, thank you for Bo and all of the, the, the wisdom and knowledge that he brings and shares and and just how he gets us fired up about um, about living a life for you we're so grateful for this uh, we ask for all your blessings in Jesus name amen in Jesus name Chris, it's 1010wellness.com. The 1010 Talk blog is there. I want to thank so much for coming on. Uh, it's a monthly show at this point. It's the first Monday of July. And maybe we'll throw some bonus uh, material in during the, the month. But we're planning up and gearing up uh, for the fall. And I know we've got some really cool things happening. So, Chris, I guess in a minute or less... What is the null tear, and why am I going to be out there for, I think, the fourth year running? <laughs> oh, I think it's uh, on paper now. It's the fifth annual null part at Coquina Beach, bro, and that is our fun little backwards triathlon workout. We don't call it a race because it's not a race, but it's an opportunity to come together with a few others and uh, enjoy the three disciplines of triathlon. And nothing says you have to do all three of them, but we will run together as a group and then when we're all finished we will bike together as a group and then when we're all finished we will jump into the gulf and swim together in chest deep water and uh, 
for a distance that, that's comfortable for you. And then afterwards, we, we'll grill some, uh, some things and, and, and just enjoy a little bit of fellowship and time under the big shade trees um, at the Coquina Beach. So I hope uh, you and, and anybody else out there listening, everybody's welcome to, uh, to come check it out. You can go to the What's Happening tab on the 1010 Wellness website and you can get some more details about the, uh, the fifth annual Knoll Tart. And check out some pictures from prior years. That is, <laughs> that is a true. great, great setting for a fun event like that. And it's an intimate gathering with friends, and um, we have visions someday of, uh, of blowing that up and making it a really um, quite a, a larger happen, happening, but that's God's will and, and His timing. So who knows? I like the intimate event as it is. It's wonderful. Yeah, sure, makes two of it. We sure do enjoy it, and I hope this year I win the Oakley uh, glasses. All right? Now, and, and by the way, that's on Labor Day. I forgot to throw that out there. Labor Day. We do this every Labor Day. September 7th. 9 a.m. We'll yep. touch on that again on our next show. Uh, Christ Across America, creating awareness for the ministries, missionaries, and churches who are getting it done for Jesus in local communities. Uh, don't let it pass you by. Heard a teaching on John 4 this weekend. Chris, it was unbelievable the way the Word just woke me up. When the disciples went to the grocery store to, to hook up dinner, Jesus is at the well with, a, get this, a Samaritan, a woman who's a hua. They're just out shopping. They come back and they say, Jesus, come on, let's eat, man. You got to be hungry. What are you doing with that woman at the well? Well, we know he was giving her living water and Jesus said, you know, guys, the food I eat is from the Father. And he says, raise your eyes, guys, and look at the fields because the harvest is ready right now. And, you know, I'm going long-winded, but all Jesus is telling us is when you head out to the grocery store, don't forget who you are in him. And don't forget that the harvest is ready and the reward is great. So share your faith, witness your fitness, and Check us out at ChristAcrossAmerica.com. For now, this is Christ Across America asking you where are you allowing Jesus to work in your life today? We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, brought to you by Christ Across America. On the web at ChristAcrossAmerica.com. This broadcast is powered by Sarek Digital at Sarek, C-E-R-I-C, digital.com and sponsored by Trinity Automotive Services, the number one car buying experience. Please call Patrick Testaseca at 813-944-7722 or find him on the web at trinityauto.net.